So how do you achieve financial freedom, gain wealth, and live life on your terms? That is the question, and here's the answer. I'm A.J. Osborne. Welcome to Cash Flow to Freedom. Welcome, everybody, to Cash Flow to Freedom. I, first of all, have to apologize. We had our last podcast that came out that you guys heard. We had like a two-week period where we didn't drop a podcast which we had a podcast ready. We were in the middle of transisting to um, some new editors and we had a little time without one. I apologize for that. Um, I, I try to make sure every single week we have them and uh, come out with them. So uh, sorry, we left you guys hanging there. We have so many topics we're trying to tackle this year and um, subjects. We used to do, We used to do this thing um, where we would give updates. Um, and every, eh, I can't even remember what, what we called it, but 15 minute Friday, Friday. that's what it was. It was a 15 minute Friday. So for all of our listeners that, uh, followed us back then, or was listening to the 15 minute Fridays, I didn't know if everybody liked it or not. And so I was kind of like, you know, Hey, if you guys like it, I didn't, I didn't hear much. So we kind of stopped that but I wanted to do something similar. By the way, if you guys really liked the 15-Minute Fridays, let me know. We can, uh, you know, those are easy to do. But what the goal was and what we were trying to do, for everyone that listens to our podcast and knows, um, you know, we are practitioners. So we are buying businesses, running them. Um, We are uh, investing. We are doing buildings, conversions. Um, we have sales companies, we have online companies. So we really wanted to make sure that people had kind of some insight into what was going on, our failures, our, our struggles, our successes, and what we were doing and how we were doing it. Um, it's hard to do that in a snapshot because, you know, when you take these things and just say, oh, well, this is what happened, um, that misses out on a lot. So we were trying to kind of build that out and, and separate it. So I wanted to mimic a little something similar because we haven't done anything like that for a long time. And I wanted to give you guys a insight of our time, what we're doing, where we're at on a lot of these projects. Um, this podcast is a little different. It is not even so much subject based. I want to let you guys know though, um, how we're doing while we're in the middle, not afterwards, not after it's either, you know, it's been a great success and that's all everybody talks about. Um, but actually give you insight to things that I don't know how they'll play out. We have a pretty good, um, feel for how they'll play out. And we want to share why we feel those things that way and why we are making those decisions. Um, but Anyways, that's kind of my subject for today. It's just me uh, today. I jumped in here. Um, Rock is out uh, um, working on a few of our projects, which I'm actually going to talk about uh, one of those today, just a little, because me and Rock are going to do an entire podcast on that project. But I wanted to get you guys um, kind of updated. Me and Rock had a podcast where we talked about a business that we had purchased for $250,000. It was an online company. Um, and Rock is the main one that runs those. Um, he's my partner on that. He has several online companies. He does a great job. Uh, we are in the middle of getting some of our products patented and dropping more products, but from that 200, uh, 250,000 investment, uh, that company did over 80,000 last month alone. Um, it is, 
a company that is it's nothing special it's kind of overlooked and obviously those are things that i i, I like and you can tell i like because i'm in storage which uh isn't the craziest, coolest thing around, but I, I certainly do love it. I think it's great. And uh, insurance and things like that. I find that the less pressure um, things are, I look more at the economics of the business, definitely not the hype. Um, and we found one that had clearly a value add um, just in the simple operations. Um, and by operations, I mean the presentation of the product, the online presentation through constructing of... Um, of the SEO and how it was presented and its connections with Amazon. Um, there was just some little levers that we could change, which we had identified that would give it um, a lot of movement upward. And it also gave us a brand name. It also gave us an entry to drop several products that Rock had identified would be very good products. So um, I'm going to have him talk a lot more on that, but I wanted to give you guys the update because we haven't talked about it for a while and, um, it's going very well and, um, it's already, we bought it for uh, 250, maybe 230, uh, right around there. And, um, it's already worth over a million dollars, um, in the last what is that, six months. Um, so that's, that's been great. We're loving that. That can change in an instant in the online world though, as people know. So we want to solidify that position, that brand by dropping other products. Oh, we'll, we'll keep you updated on it. It's a good one. But one of the main things that's been taking a lot of my time is, um, and what, what we're in the middle of when you're trying to meet your goals and we're trying to expand, there's several ways of doing things, right? And uh, taking on other people's money and investing, um, that has been something that's always made me nervous. Um, uh, not that I'm not confident in my abilities or anything like that. Um, but I just, the weight of that, uh, always was a lot for me. Um, and so we really wanted to perfect our ability and have spent over a decade investing, building out systems and everything on our storage side. And so we felt that we weren't getting good leverage and I let me explain leverage real quick and how we view that within our organization and our um, our method here. So uh, leverage is to me it is the separator of everything. Um, at mankind, we are experts in leverage. Um, there's two things that set us uh, that set us in a really good position. First of all, obviously, our ability to use tools. Um, second is our ability to leverage those tools. We are able to leverage things around us. We are, uh, able to leverage the earth to produce more crops so we can sustain more people. We are able to leverage tools to build a shelter and fire to build things like that. And then we got, or excuse me, we were able to lever, uh, to leverage tools to enhance our life. But then we were able to leverage the tools that we used to create even more out output. And we saw this in a big way through information um, early on with the printing press and how that revolutionized the world. And then we saw leverage in the form of um, assembly lines in a form of compartmentalizing, compartmentalizing uh, tasks and specializing and identifying one person to do one thing, getting a lot of people and creating massive output. Um, and then use leverage of technology and how 
informations, goods, services um, can be transferred and change the world around us. Um, so still though, at the end of the day, as man, we're, we're still just doing the same old thing. We're literally still just putting a lot of seeds in one plot of land and having it grow a lot more than it normally would. So we're taking the tools that we make and we have at our availability and we're leveraging them. Um, I look at this in all aspects. I need to, with my children, Leverage is very important. I need to leverage my time, my love. I need to leverage those around me. I focus a lot on good influences on my children because I single source parenting doesn't exist. As in what I mean that by that is it, it takes a community to raise children. Right? You all know that. So the greater influences I can surround myself with, my family and my children, the greater output there will get. I, it, that's just a no-brainer. Um, and that's also the same with me. That's the same with the information that I take in the information that comes out is simply leveraging my life. Anyways, this is a long tangent to get to the point, but I think it's kind of critical on how I'm looking and where we're trying to go. With that said, I identified a lot of processes and systems in my business and in my life that I wasn't leveraging. And that included knowledge that included systems that we had created um, to get better output and to do a better job that we had. So over the last year, um, after I became, uh, paralyzed, I, you know, I, I realized I sat around, I thought, you know, I, I don't have very much time, obviously. And time became, becomes very important when you lose it all. Um, so I realized I don't have a lot of time yet. I have a lot of things that I want to do. And I have a lot of things that I would like in my life to accomplish, um, good to do in the world. Um, and uh, you know, this is why I often say too, pride is the biggest killer because pride makes us think we don't need others or anything else. And that takes away leverage and then you don't get great output. So, um, I thought we're doing a great job with our storage game, but we need to up it. We need to, to go bigger and to do more. And with that said, Cedar Creek, um, was started. And I know a lot of you are thinking this is really simple, but I'm not that smart. So it takes this whole long drawn out thought process for me to figure this stuff out. So <laughs> I apologize for it, but that's just kind of how my brain works. Um, and when I started looking, I developed our four square system. Um, and I started to really look at, um, um, how you can scale, man. I really wish I was as smart as like Mark Zuckerberg or somebody like that. And I would have figured that out in my early twenties, but that's okay. I do what I can with what I got. And, uh, on for that, I needed, I, I had internalized a lot of things that would allow us to scale because control from the standpoint of control over my time, my life, that was very important. I didn't want to lose that. Right. I didn't want to, um, get time taken away through scale. So we figured out a structure for us that worked very well. And that was a syndication where we were the manager, also the partners, the limited partners, the operators. Um, and we also had the deal flow. So what I wanted to internalize is I, I, for those of you that follow, no, I do not. I think there's a few golden rules that you have to follow. Um, one of the golden rules is don't let markets make you make markets. Um, and this was a really important piece. Um, I didn't want to farm out, so to speak, uh, my opportunity. I also didn't want to farm out my potential. And so many of us do that in life, right? You do that with your boss, you do that with other people, on and on and on. So in order to be able to control, to scale, 
and to get the output that we wanted, I knew we needed to have consistent deal flow, which we created, that we needed to control the source of capital as it comes in. And so capital aggregators was something that people do, but I didn't want to have one person be able to shut the door on our capital inflows and suffocate our business. I didn't want to have the market suffocate my deal flow and suffocate my business. Um, I needed to internalize those two things. I already had the platform to grow off of. I had the knowledge, right? So I had those part of my four square, but I really needed to figure out those other two parts because they're obviously important. Money and deals, we're investing, right? This is what it's all about. So we started up a wholesale company. Uh, for those of you that follow me on Instagram, I've tagged um, uh, Brian and a few of my things um, and he, we brought him on to head things up. And then we also hired Kaylee, an investor relationship person to help us um, really maximize uh, my time. And so what we were trying to do is create a, not a database, but you know, a big Rolodex of investors, people like that, that they knew that we were good at what we did and they could put money with us and it would be safe and we could grow it and create wealth for them as well as us, um, as opposed to just relying on our personal or the bank or anything like that. And then our wholesale department and deal flow, we have a, I have a three, uh, think of a stool. I have a three leg process. The first one is networking. So to get deals, I focus on networking. That's why I started the inner circle. Um, our inner circle, we bring people deals. They bring us deals. It's great. That's why I started the podcast. Um, that's why I like putting out free content. I have no problem with it because people think it's valuable. They reach out to us. It's an, like a great way to share opportunity, both with you guys and with us. Um, the more you put out, the more you receive, that is just an absolute universal truth. So in order to make more deals, networking was absolutely essential. Um, the next part was using the systems in place that are reliable and, um, using the, infrastructure into the industry, like brokers, things like that, and maybe other wholesalers, um, and develop those relationships and prove ourselves so that they'll bring us deals. They'll bring us good deals. And in order to do that, I knew that I had to get our message out. I knew that I needed to get out who we are and what we do. So that way they would know what we want. And, uh, um, that has been very effective. Um, the third thing that, uh, we needed to focus on was those two, those two sides are still dependent on other people. It's dependent on network and it's dependent on brokers. That's why we created with, uh, Brian, Brian on created the wholesale part of our business where we do direct marketing. We're doing outreach all across the United States to find and get off market deals under contract. So I've been working really hard over the last few months to build this whole deal flow part out. Um, I think it will pay off in dividends. We'll see. Brian's awesome. Um, and I think he's just going to absolutely rock it. So I, I feel like we have the right person on the right seat of the bus there. And we, um, you guys heard our podcast. I think it was on this podcast. Maybe it was on self-storage income, um, where we talked about wholesaling, um, and we talked about, um, doing deals and finding deals. Oh, let me see. I got, I got to think. It was a great, really, really, really good uh, podcast. It was one of my favorites um, because it's a world that I, I don't know a lot about. I'm not a wholesaler. I'm not 
active in, you know, going and getting a widespread net to find deals. I did do direct marketing in the form that I went out and found my own deals. I knocked doors. We shook hands. 50% of all our deals came from that way in our business. But um, I had never built infrastructure once again to leverage that out. So as we started um, working with others and as we started looking around, um, and I knew I needed to uh, get some help in, in doing that. And um, I have a friend, uh, Cole Johnson, and he's just, he's awesome dude, incredibly smart. So Cole Rude Johnson, yeah, I met him in, in Hawaii um, and he's killing it. He's a young guy, um, super smart. And so I reached out to him and I was like, hey, I need some help building out this infrastructure. And he came in and he helped us out a lot. So we've spent... We, I spent a lot of time and money on building infrastructure in our businesses. So working on the business as opposed to in it, that's really important to be able to scale. So as we were doing this with our deal flow, another thing that I needed to work on was communication and working with investors and managing that side, which is hard because that was uh, very time consuming. It's also hard to hire for those positions because... Um, it, in order for somebody to explain it, they need to have experience in the asset class to answer the questions and pass on what we're doing, why we're doing things. Um, and that can be tough. So I got Kaylee, who I'd met a long time ago in our market. She's been in storage forever. And we brought her on to help us with investor relations and communications. That way we could make sure that we are controlling um we're controlling the money that that won't ever shut off for us, that we are, you know, we're housing that we're bringing that all in house. And so over the last few months, while we've obviously been doing these podcasts and been working on a lot of things, we launched the book self storage income, uh, website and podcast and the self storage income podcast, um, had taken off. And so they were really instrumental in managing it. You know, these are things that I could never do on my own. It would just be totally impossible. And I think that's one of the keys with startups. And I think when you're looking at growing something and when you're looking at building something, you really need to think outside yourself. You really need to think about those that you're bringing in, what you can bring to them, how you're going to create this vision, how it's going to come to work. And although you need help, you don't you shouldn't be dependent. And what I mean by that is, I mean, they should be working with you, not an outside source that you're dependent on for things to work. Um, I, even when we look at, um, our online businesses, one of the problems that I have with the big four, when you look at Google, Facebook, when you're looking at Amazon, um, they control so much of the distribution and that, that, that is seriously concerning for me. So, you know, me and Rock worked a lot with this and Rock talked a lot. We had an entire podcast with him on Cashflow Freedom where he talked about branding. Why branding is so important, it's because you control the look, the feel, how your image, how you're perceived 
in your business. And then you can build a website and you're not dependent on other people's platforms. And we can direct traffic and work on multiple platforms to go to have good conversions within ours, right? If Facebook stops letting us do ads, we just move on to another platform. If Google does, we stop going on to another platform or YouTube or whatnot. We have options. We control those. We can market how we want to, and we control our home base. That's another reason why we don't do direct shipping stuff. We want to control the product and uh, uh, how it's sent out. Now, yes, that may not be great short-term, but long-term, it's absolutely a necessity. And if you're wanting to build something that will last and build something great, um, you need to have control over your business. And I see so many people start businesses. I see so many people that get into businesses that they don't have control over. Um, Not that I'm bashing on multi-level marketing, but yeah, you have no control over it. It's a job. Um, you don't own the brand. You're just simply making the people that own it extraordinarily rich. It may work in the short term for you, but it's not a business. It's just not. Um, and that's probably what I, how I discern what's a business or not that intellectual capital that you have, right? It's that, that ability for you to produce. And it's a, your ability to do that, not on your own, but within your control. Um, and that is extremely important. So focus on intellectual property and how you control those things. Anyways, I hope I'm not just rambling everybody. I hope that this is making sense, but these are kind of the things that we've been through as we've been starting up several, uh, more of our companies in the last three months. And I really wanted to get out how we start up and why we start these things up. So I, and, and this is a little mid-level, right? I'm not starting right at the first of identifying a need and then, you know, going into all of those other things as far as legal structures and, you know, limited liability partnerships as opposed to LLCs and how one business is set up. But I wanted to get the overarching and so you can build it right, right? I, I don't know. There's the phrase, whatever, you stick a square peg into a round hole, right? Build it right so it'll fit right for the first time. Um, and that'll save you a lot of trouble and pain in the future. I've done it wrong. Um, I think the shortcuts allow you to make short-term profits. They make you feel good. They make, they, they validate what you're doing, but 10 years down the road, they're problematic. Even if you exist 10 years down the road, um, that seems to be a reoccurring theme for people that are massively successful and that build very big wealth. They spend the time at the first, they utilize resources, money, capital, and others, and they pour everything into the business because you have to build infrastructure and infrastructure is hard. It's expensive. And when you can take that capital out and give it to yourself as, as opposed to deploying it in and farm out certain things, um, which we do, we do farm out certain things that are not dependent on our infrastructure. In fact, that's a very important process that I go through. I look at things as far as if it's taking too much time or anything, I got three methods. I either need to farm it out. I need to get rid of it or I need to hire it out. Um, but none of that is structural. That is simply more admin and things, processes and systems. Um, with that said, I don't want to ramble. But Cedar Creek Wealth, um, we got our first property now. We're building that out. And and two, you know, it's so funny because um, I struggled so much with this. Like I, I was going through, and I, I'm very lucky that I have some uh, very good friends and everything that would, would talk to me. And they're like, AJ, this isn't how you impre- this isn't how you propose an investment deal. I'm like, oh, well, 
What do you need to see? What, 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 what is standard for investors to look at? And how do you do that? I, I had to figure those things out. Um, and I probably blew a lot of opportunities maybe that I would have had otherwise, but it actually works out better in the long run. And you can find when you're starting out what you think is an opportunity or something that you need, but it doesn't work out. And most of the time, it's not in line with your long-term vision. So it benefits you in the end. Although in the short term, it feels like, oh man, this isn't working. Um, not that that was necessarily happy. I never felt that we had a lack of opportunity or knew where we were going. Um, but there's this awkward phase when you're starting out and you're trying to figure out and you're trying to pr- prioritize. That's okay. Just It's just part of it. You're going to fail. You're going to mix things up. You're not going to do things right. That That is how you create that round peg to go into the round hole, right? That's the, that's the shaping of it. And so it fits, it works, and everything can move properly. So when we are putting on our first property now, it's a 95,000 square foot facility in the Midwest. We have multiple conversion projects that we're looking at. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's going good and I'm really excited about it. And I think this will take us to the next level. I think it's going to help us, um, get our message out there and it'll help us create more wealth for us, others, um, and create incredible products. Um, and, uh, you know, make some change and, and, and go big, which is, that's kind of my, my theme. If I'm going to do something, I want to do it right. And I want to do it really big because the effort to do something small and do something big is the exact same, um, in the short, in the short term and the long term, it's usually harder, but the results are much bigger. So if I'm going to do it, I might as well, I might as well go for it big. Um, with that said, everybody, I know you're like, AJ, you, you just keep going on. I'll stop rambling. This is my new ver. This is my little snip of my 15 minute Friday. That's what I got going on. I wanted to give you guys an update. It's really important for me and my podcast and everything to show you guys we actually are doing. I'm not just sitting here on a mic talking about what other people do. Um, I dislike that greatly. Um, I want you guys to feel that you understand our operations. I want you to feel like you understand our path, why we're doing things. And I have no problem coming back and telling you if something's failing or if I didn't work out or anything and why, um, cause that's, that's, that's part of it. That's, that's the process. Uh, so I hope that helps and I hope that gives you some insight to us and the next podcast will be our normal podcast. We'll, we'll be talking about a lot of these things going in depth on money, capital, how it works, subject-based and bringing on people, um, that are interesting, have either interesting stories or a lot of value to bring you guys. If you guys could do us a favor, if you could share this on social media, we'll try to share it too with you. Cash flow to freedom, self-storage income. If you want to learn more to our other podcasts that we have, um, we talk a lot more about like building, converting, um, assets and storage. We dive deep in on that one. Um, that one has absolutely exploded with the book, the investor's guide to growing wealth and self-storage. Super great for you guys. And how you can help us is share this out and leave us a great review. It makes a difference. And I'm uh, really grateful for it. With that, guys, I'm done. I swear. I swear I'm done. I'm not going to ramble anymore. We'll see you later. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of Cashflow to Freedom. Be sure to subscribe to us for more and feel free to check us out at cashflowwiththenumber2freedom.com or find us on Instagram and Facebook. And also, if you could leave us a good review, that would really help us continue to build out our content and our community. Thank you so much.